When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for Ask Women comes from Plated.com. Chef quality meals in 30 minutes or less with Plated. Go to Plated.com slash Ask Women. That's Plated.com slash Ask Women. Want advice and step-by-step instructions on how to get the girl sent right into your mailbox every single day? Then sign up for your free Wing Girl Method newsletter at winggirlmethod.com slash advice. When you sign up, you'll... When you sign up, you'll also get a free copy of my best-selling book, 10 Devastating Mistakes Men Make with Women and How to Avoid Them. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash advice and sign up now. Welcome to the Ask Women Podcast. The Goonies. Where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, one of your hosts, along with Marty Kinneris. She's a best-selling author of Get Inside Her. Um, and we have our voice of man in studio with us today who hung out with us before. And I'm so happy to see that you're back. We went to the same college. What's up? Christopher Kai. That he came back after watching our show. Yes. That he liked that's a good us sign. Like, I want to come back to we this place. We didn't scare good him stuff, away. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in the second half of the show, uh, we have Nicole Moore coming on. And she is the creator of uh, a Telesummit series. Um, where she teaches guys how to ditch, no, ditch the fairy, teaches women how to ditch the fairy tale. And yeah, basically, your own story. She's she's saying like, stop believing this fairy tale bullshit. Like, here's the here's the real deal on how to have successful relationships. I was actually a part right, of getting out getting out of that woman's like ideal. Yeah, even that man's that ideal. Exist. Like a lot of people have this fairy tale picture of what relationships should and should not be that kind of fuck them up for when they get deeper into relationships. Even like I, yeah. I'm saying even I have them. But like everybody has these clouded expectations that potentially could harm their relationship if they stick to them more than they learn to understand the person that they're dating. Anyway, that that's yeah. that's my two cents on this. But before we dive into the topic that I want to cover with Chris, because uh, Chris is awesome on this topic that we're going to cover, which is how to approach and make good co- uh, good conversation and make good first impressions, um, I he doesn't know anything about the conversation, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't care about the conversation. I want to. I'm trying to follow. I got this email from somebody uh, who listens to our podcast, one of the listeners, where he gave some really great ideas and feedback on how we can improve our show. Oh, well, thanks a lot, asshole. <laughs> yeah. thought it was already perfect. No, but little things to sprinkle in here and there. So one of the things that he suggested I tried out on the last podcast, I'm not going to tell you what it was, oh. but it was something good. Um, and then another thing that he was talking about was talking about trends in dating and relationships. And I think that that is a good thing to share with people to see like what the differences are from 2014, 2015. Yeah, it's weird. Things change while we're- Things do from change. From the time we started the show to now, things yeah. have already changed. Yeah, but like it's Tinder like, is out. It's out. It's out. Like it's 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 considered failed. So Tinder is out. That's number really? one. Um, There's women, a lot of people on there though. So I know. Even though people so don't may stop say it's out, it. it's still functional. Exactly. Sure. But people are getting annoyed and frustrated with it. And now yeah. I'm annoyed with them because they never sponsored our show, even though we like basically talk about them all the time. Yeah. So I guess there was no point of them sponsoring because we were already talking about them anyway. That's true. But no the other uh, trend is that um, people in their 20s do not want to get married. Yeah. Ever. 
ever. That's their belief system that like marriage is that, is, is that something that you think is more in the urban areas or because it's like in the small towns, people are still getting married and popping out babies. I think it probably is more. In no, the- on average, on the U.S., it's getting higher and higher in terms of yeah. the average age of people getting married. Yeah, that they, they, they yeah, don't see a purpose for it. Racial demographics. Yeah, and then because here was another trend that I found for 2015. So Zeus created. Um, a study of over 430,000 profiles and almost 4 million messages online and found these five trends you need to know to heat up your love life next year, okay? So this is the number one trend. It's all about being real. Out with the old and with the new, secure a date by mentioning you're real or genuine on your profile instead of last year's laid back. Like that was the thing that people responded to. I'm laid back. This year they want to hear you're real and genuine. Number two, no more bathroom selfies, thank God. There will be less bathroom selfies and more smiling this year with a growth in the number of singles posting outdoor adventure type snacks, snaps, like <laughs> hey, during look at yoga. my snack pack. <laughs> on Do you want to date me? <laughs> <laughs> on the go pictures displaying your everyday look are also I the still, way to go in 2015. I think displaying who you are is really good, but I'm still so anti like outdoor pictures. Because they're that's so not what you generic. Like. They're not. Yeah, I don't think they, they're generic. Even if I did like it, it's just generic. <laughs> Everyone can go outside. It doesn't make you special. It's like having kids. Everyone can have kids. It doesn't make you special because you had kids. Marty, not special. Oh, yeah. By the way, you're nobody special. I'm a loser. (laughs) Buzzword of the year. You may – okay. So have you heard of of lumber sexual? Lumber sexual? Lumber sexual. Um, So in 2014, the the buzzword was basic – and the buzzword this year is lumbersexual. So it's basically any metrosexual man with a rugged look and a finely trimmed beard. So, But it's also a man who like knows how to put himself together but can hang a picture, build shelves, yeah, like do yeah. manly things around the okay, house. But also you guys can go get a manicure together. Like that's right. the trend right now. Right. Um, okay, number four, saying things uh, – Saying you like things in your bio. 2005, 2015, we'll see a spike in people talking about what gets them going with the word like predicted predicted to be the most used word on profiles. Where are they getting this information? I know you said they did a study. So they just basically on, asked I think on, people. On Zeus. Zeus what, what, what is Zeus? Isn't it's Zeus a dating, dating site? Dating oh, site, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's 430,000 profiles and 4 million messages. So it's like talking about how people talk back and forth. It gets more responses. Um, and number five is guys should smile in their pictures, which I've always talked about before that it, that it, women responded to men who, who looked off camera smiling. But um, now it's no more too cool for school poses, fellas mean – uh, yeah. uh, mean mugging is out in oh mean mugging is out in 2015 smiling is sexy so it's not about like where you position your face but actually showing that you're having a good time and that you're a fun real open person I wonder what is, is making things move to a more quote unquote genuine path because it seems like right now we're so not genuine I think because of I think because of social media technology we're moving away from interpersonal relationships and connections that anything that does symbolize or signify real I think that's what we latch onto but I actually want to talk to Chris about this because your your specialty is about making first impressions with people like tell people about yourself because I find it yeah. really fascinating yeah, what you do yeah. yeah so I just wrote a book called Big Game Hunting Networking with Billionaires Executives and Celebrities so Wait, about say that title again. Big game hunting. Uh, oh, networking okay, cool. with billionaires. Not big gay hunting. No. <laughs> big game. I would, no, big I would game. read that. <laughs> big, big game hunting, hunting. Where, where I'm teaching people the 20 most common mistakes that you make in networking before, during, and after events. For people, like if you do want to meet millionaires and billionaires or celebrities and executives, because when you think about life, your success is based on relationships. So it serves the reason if you have mentors who are That's very successful. That's why I'm failing. 
Yeah, well, really bad. Matt, seriously, many I'm, he many, should many coach people. you. Yeah, many people. With his help, you would rock it. Well, yeah, many I'm people. really bad with the relationships. Well, just in general, because fundamentally, every success we have, you think of anything that we've done in life, it's from someone that you've met. Right. So the first impressions, you talk about smile. I mean, it's so basic, but people don't actually smile very genuinely sometimes. Yeah. And I do a lot of teaching and coaching and whatnot. I'm like, look, I want you to look in the mirror in the morning and smile at yourself. It sounds awkward, but stand up straight, roll your shoulders back, tuck your abs I will in. do that as long as I can also flip myself off at the same time. <laughs> that works too. That'll be on your profile page. Okay. Yeah. Yes, perfect. But simple things as like- do yoga <laughs> yes yeah but but a smile goes a long way mother mm-hmm. Teresa, going back to your earlier guest he's like all like zen and like philosophical but yeah. he's saying like to go along that point mother Teresa said that the smile is the beginning of love now you tell me as a woman do you like men that actually are loving i mean it's genuine sincere but like when you smile you can tell well that guy has a kind of an awkward smile and what does that come from because our smile encapsulates who we are in a sense mm-hmm. if you're confident you're comfortable with who you are you're self-assured you smile if it's a fake smile and cheese like if it's a fake <laughs> cheesy smile then i do not like it it feels insincere to me it For feels sure. like you're trying too hard sure. yeah and but, i don't trust it but that comes through like practice again just like yeah. being an honest and genuine person but actually looking at yourself in the mirror because if you're an actor you go to these very first acting classes and they always say we're going to film you so you see what you're doing yeah. but going back to your first impressions it's really about just being confident who you are I went to a charity recently and Johnny Depp was there. And Johnny Depp, when I'm giving these workshops, I'm like, I want you to have your Depp walk. Meaning Johnny Depp, when he was walking, he was almost slow motion. It didn't hurt that he had a bodyguard in he front of him. He goes slower because he has so many scarves weighing him down. That's what the problem <laughs> you is. You know, it's good because he has $50 million. That's, that's, that's what's true. Going, that's that's weighing him down. Yeah. He's like, he has like too much money in his bank account. In his right? pockets. Yeah. He's carrying it all. But, but the point is he had a real sense of charisma. And I've met hundreds of celebrities, but he had like this 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 this, this, thing. this thing yeah and women and men you can own that relative to when you meet people every single step you take you should be feeling more confident in yourself because yeah. i think a lot of people don't feel confident in themselves and when people ask me well chris you're so confident i'm like you don't know that i'm confident you just think i am because i stand up straight right i speak clearly anyone can do that so i want to empower people to say look aim higher actually have a good posture because every single time you keep feeding your thoughts with like, oh, I can't do this. I'm not really confident, Chris. I'm not as confident as you. I'm so like, glad no. my brother's here right now listening to this. <laughs> I know. With his shoulders sagged well, over. Come on. See, let's see some positive body language. <laughs> Open up. Put but he's not. Straight. He's not meeting a woman right now, right? But ultimately, like... He's meeting two or one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. He has no one to impress. I may be looking for an out. <laughs> you have no idea. But, but, but you tell me again. If, if a man walks up to you and you're single and he has a great body language, he's smiling at you. I mean, that conveys a sense of confidence, whether yeah. for with women, with promotions, job... And it puts you at ease also. It yeah. gives you for a sure. sense of comfortability in your own skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question, Chris. Okay, so y- you go out and you network with all of these people. You've told me endless stories about the people that you've interacted with who you have no fear of going up to approaching and asking them for something or offering them, them something that can potentially help them. So when it comes to things to say in the approach, because like body language is wonderful for going yeah. up to a person... Like how, I know with practice, you you can come up with wonderful things to say. What what advice would you give to guys about the first thing to say to an attractive woman? You were telling me this one story about this like super hot girl at a party that tons of guys were trying to approach, oh, like yeah. nervous to approach, and you went up to her. And out of all those guys, you are the one that got her number. What like? It's it's still about just. I oftentimes start with a compliment. Oh, that's a nice necklace you have. 
You know? Okay. I mean, literally, it's like you find some kind of body part or some kind of thing that's on her body part. <laughs> right. And uh, nice yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a great comp. Oh, that's a great ring that you have on, you know? Right. And you keep it simple because otherwise, like, that's the thing. Like, people overcomplicate things. But the problem with that is, I'm just playing devil's advocate, is that I would think you were just looking for something to say that you liked and you didn't actually like it. No, well, see, the good thing about, let's say, your past guests about being interested, like, let's say literally this happened three weeks ago. I was at this Malibu party. This girl had a necklace. I'm like, that's an interesting necklace you have. I was like, oh, it's St. Christopher. I'm like, oh, really? My name is Christopher and my mom named me after the saint. Now, that literally was, like, spot on. Right. I got her number. It was all good. I'm actually going out with her tonight, actually. But... The point I'm getting at is like sometimes it works that well, but she also had a like really cool looking bag because I mean, you know, if you're wearing a certain bag or a certain dress, it's like if you get a compliment, like a basic genuine compliment, wouldn't you feel happy? Like someone says, oh, that's a nice shirt you're wearing. Not necessarily I, this one, but. I, I will say that a compliment will get me to pay attention. It's not going to get me to drop my guard, but it will get me to turn my head and listen to you for a second. If you're looking for something to break into conversation with, it will get me to turn my head. But what happens after uh, with, of how you use that opener, that's what will create more attraction or get me more interested and engaged in listening to you. So the, yeah. the, what you set up as a follow-up, that's great. How How do you... How do you collect those follow-ups? Because I think for a lot of people, it's difficult to make those associations and tie those things. Like, let's say she didn't say it's St. Christopher. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let's say she said, oh, you know, I got this when I was uh, in Italy. Like, how do, you, how do you learn how to make those connections to expand on the conversation? The thing is, the, the bottom line I, I always say is you, you want to get their information, whether it's email or like, oh, you go hiking. Do you like hiking? Just keep it kind of more simple because I'm more about – getting their information and following up because there really are different levels because let's say I am networking with billionaires or executives and if I know I have 10 seconds let's say Elon Musk Elon Musk is Tesla Motors SpaceX I met him at a Sean Penn function last year I got his info he came to this homework program that I created for homeless youth which you've come to Marnie and you're welcome to come Kristen but, to be one of the homeless yeah to be right. one of the homeless you have to experience <laughs> how it feels but with depending on the people you meet if you know that you're going to have 10 seconds you have to be really quick and so in my mind at least from a business standpoint but it's kind of similar with girls if you know what kind of girl you want you want you know you want to get their number or their email and then after that's done you leave but any person i meet if this one person has a tattoo is it's actually a chinese character I'm like, oh wow i actually could be oh, chinese the you know you me about, yeah. or if let's say that person has a necklace but if they don't have anything that looks that's that's that stands, that stands out, out to you yeah I'll still just say hi. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong it's, with it's, just saying hey. But then we, where do you go after? So so just asking them, oh, have you been here before? I, I keep things very simple because I don't want to like freak her out. But it's still about getting to her getting her comfortable enough to say, oh, you're actually from L.A. If, if she's from L.A., then, oh, that's, that's rare. That you've never, I've never met many people from L.A. I'm from New York. And they go, oh, I like New York. Or I just keep asking questions. Because if you keep just getting to know her and being genuinely interested in who she is, I think she'll be more interested in letting you know what her contact information is. Right. And I think well, too so, many- so I talk to a lot of guys about, like, you know, how they fire interview questions at girls. So there's a difference between when I advise not to I advise guys not to fire questions at women. But basic questions. Basic, basic questions. questions. But the the difference of what a lot of guys that I start off working with, where they they are not listening to the answers and being interested, and that's where the missing piece is. So yeah. you can ask questions, yeah. but a lot of these guys are trying to use the questions to figure out what will get the girl 
to yeah. open up and they're not really paying attention to the questions they're asking and they're not interesting questions. I would suggest, I would suggest that the guys do more work on themselves, meaning if you're like a genuinely interested person in people and then you build up that skill set so when you actually meet girls because it is very nervous for guys to walk up to girls, right? Mm-hmm. And if they constantly have all these different thoughts in their minds, like, oh, what should I say? But if you keep it very casual and genuine and ultimately just ask basic questions like, oh, did you, have you been here before? And just ask her her opinion for certain things. So if the compliment thing doesn't work, which I usually use like 80% of the time because there's something that if you can't find something to say that's nice about someone, what are you focusing on? Right. Because so much of life is about me, 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 what me. What I don't find but nice again, about yeah. I want to call on. attention. You're yeah. not saying something nice to get something. You're saying nice. Because you genuinely think that person yes. has a nice necklace yeah. or they and have a nice. that's the differences. And that's, but I would think, again, it's about reframing your mindset in terms of what you're looking for and what you want to convey to your, to that person, right? Because what woman doesn't want a guy genuinely interested in that person? If she doesn't feel that it's genuine, well, that's up to the guy to be a little more genuine for, for himself before he even walks up to the girl. Right. Meaning working at himself. So, I'm always about learning and growing and if I'm around people I want to be more genuine and more forgiving and more compassionate because I'm hanging out with Marnie you know every time I see you with your son you're like wow you're like a really giving mother you're very doting on him and so I'm like ooh that's a cool person to hang out with if I want to be a fatherly figure I don't right now but I'm just saying like anything else I'm not cool (laughs) but only no I'm just joking But, but, but to get back to the point where it's like I think a lot of men hesitate too much. They put too much stuff in their head when they should just be going out there and being more friendly and genuine. And over time, they'll become more of that genuine person that they want to convey as opposed to being perceived as like, oh, why are you asking me all these questions? And there's also a lot of tactfulness too, right? Like you meet certain girls, their body language is clearly saying that they're not into you. And so I will literally walk up to a girl and even if I just ask one question, I'm like, oh, that's a nice necklace. And she doesn't even like smirk, laugh, does any like level of uh, feedback. And I might ask one or two more questions. And if I don't get any vibe at all, I just walk away. Interesting. Okay, so we, I think we, it would almost be funny to, if she wasn't wearing a necklace to be like, hey, nice necklace. Yeah. <laughs> and then she'd be like, just you know, kidding. like I just was looking for an excuse to say, hey. Yeah, just look, trying to look at your boobs. And but like, seriously, huh. I think that would come across. As long as it's genuine and real. Yeah. Like, even what those trends were saying, that is what people are looking for now. They're not looking for this fluff. They're not looking for the fakeness. They are, they're, they're fake looking, enough as it is. Right. They need some realness. Exactly. They're looking for signs of authenticity. But and the, on the eye contact, is a huge thing. Huge, if you're into a, thing. If you're into a guy and he sees you, it's getting that instinctive second where you kind of already know, is there a vibe or not? Absolutely. So these are great tips. Like the, Everything that you're saying is absolutely wonderful. I love the two things that you said. One was a smile to practice in the mirror. And actually, you can practice the eye contact in the mirror as I'm well. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And the second thing. It, people like Those me. affirmations. Mm-hmm. No, they Oprah do was work. right. They do absolutely yeah. work. And the thing, the main thing to learn from is that you, you have to sometimes learn how to be authentic. Because I, I, I say this a lot. The just be yourself is super annoying for that's, people that's to wrong. hear. But but what it actually means is it means being the you that isn't clouded by all this bullshit. Well, you want to be the better you. You want to be the better self. So when people yeah. say, because I know a lot of dudes that are like slobs, they're inconsiderate, they're not tactful. Like So I don't want him or her to be themselves, but I want them to be the better self. Right. Meaning if they see themselves at a better, as a better person, that's the... That's the idea they should be like. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of more the cliche. Oh, yeah, be yourself. Like, no, if I'm like a douchebag, I don't want to be myself. I want to be my better self, which is, okay, I'm a confident person. I want to convey that, but I don't want to come up as arrogant. Right. That's me being a better self. Exactly. So with guys especially, if you're it's, again, going back to my other point, if I want to be a more giving person, I'm going to hang out with someone that's more giving. And if guys take that advice about just surrounding themselves with better people, that's going to reflect on them. And, them. and it's like osmosis where... I think Jim Rohn, who's this motivation speaker, said, you're the average of the five people you most spend your time with. 
So if I'm spending time with volunteers and mentors, and this guy's a Navy SEAL, he just had a, you know, he's a good buddy of mine. He just had a kid. He's a great father. Like oh, I'm going to feel. Out with Kristen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's really I'm, like me. No, but <laughs> Kristen's like hilarious. She's funny. She's witty. That's she's true. She's like on point. <laughs> she keeps you on your feet. So if you want to like learn how to be more of a a feisty person and someone that's on their feet because you like challenge people which is great because a man who's not confident enough to actually take some of your like challenges yeah. that's a weak man yeah that's and, true I feel like like being around you has actually given me more freedom to pull that side of me out that's good yeah. wow I yes. don't even do these things on purpose. <laughs> exactly. I might be it's more just happening. Well we we have Nicole Moore on the phone with us right now Nicole Hi. Hi. Thanks for calling in. Sorry that you couldn't be here in studio with us. Yeah, I know. I was so looking forward to seeing you in person, but I'm happy to be here on the phone. Yes. Well, Nicole and I met a couple of weeks ago. She asked me to be a part of her uh, telesummit. The Epic Love Series Telesummit, which I and she and I, I, I think we really hit it off. I we had a good conversation. Mm-hmm. We share a lot of the same opinions. Um, but I, I wanted to bring you into this conversation that we're having, where we're talking about how to make the approach and how to make good first impressions. And I would love to hear mm-hmm. what you have to say. And keep in mind, we do talk to a mainly male audience, but I'm sure that your advice will go towards everybody. But, but would love to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, you know me. I, I talk to women, but given that, I mean, I know what women want yeah. <laughs> because I'm talking to women all the time about what they want from from men. Um, so in terms of the approach, I heard you guys talking about authenticity. I totally think that's true. I think you know, I really think presence is like this super magical elixir that makes you stand out. Because, and I, I always tell my women this, I'm like, if you're just actually present in your body, meaning, you know, like the difference between when you're in your body versus when you're in all the thoughts in your head, yeah. you feel something different. And that's what I think is like, you know, when you can be the kind of person, man or woman, that somebody meets you and they're like, oh, wait, like, I feel something different with this person. There's something special. And I think presence is that thing. When you're actually just in your body, it's like there's there's more of you there. It's tangible. And I think everyone wants connection. I mean, that's sure. why they're approaching. And so for me, it's all about that um, for men and women, getting into your body, breathing, being present in your body, feeling your senses, like just feeling instead of like freaking out about the approach, like, you're an awesome human being on an awesome, amazing planet about to interact with somebody and potentially connect. And I think if you come at it from that place rather than the head of like, what are they going to say? And am I going to get rejected? You automatically come to the table with something different, a different energy. And people feel that and they respond to that. For sure. Well, okay. So you, you brought up an interesting point. So you were saying instead of acting the opposite way to being open and authentic and being really present. So it's it, you work with a lot of women, women and the mm-hmm. summit that you were doing was saying like to ditch the fairy tale, like let's have a realistic point of view and realistic expectations of what we can expect from men and our dating and uh, relationship life, which I absolutely love. I don't like any of the bullshit fluff that clouds our minds and totally makes us have skewed expectations. But I want to get back down to reality where – the men that are listening to this show, they may be coming up against women who don't listen to your program or don't listen to my program or don't or, or who are not at that level yet to be more open. So when it comes to approaching women who may have these expectations or they may have barriers in place, is there a different strategy for men to approach these women to help 
knock those walls down? Or or are you saying that being present and authentic does that? Mm-hmm. I think being present and authentic does that. But you know what? Um, I think you, you have to be direct. You know, um, this is a conversation that a lot of women are, are telling me lately, Marnie, they're saying, you know, I'm talking to these guys and then they'll ask my number and then we just, they just text me on the phone and we go yeah. back and forth and they don't actually ask me out. And I think women are just kind of looking for that. They're looking for somebody to kind of just, action. you know, uh, action, penetrate them and say, hey, like the sexiest thing a man can do really is just say, I would like to take you out to dinner. Yeah. You know, um, just being direct rather than kind of like little small talk. I mean, I I totally appreciate that as a woman. It's a guy just direct because that to me reads as confidence. And that's what we're looking for. In so men. That, that's we, what you're hearing from women. Man. That's what you're hearing from women is that they're frustrated because most guys don't actually just say what they want and ask for the date. I don't know if I agree yeah. with that. I mean, guys are pretty straightforward. And another thing is is actually also, if you go to the place that you're interested in, let's say I like art and museums, and if I go to a museum, the person I meet there will be different from somebody I meet at a bar. So if, in, in your case, what's, is her name Nicole? Nicole. Nicole. Mm-hmm. So like, if, if women want to meet a certain type of man, where are they going to meet these men? Because even beyond the whole authenticity and the personality, it's like just the very place. If I go to this like crazy cool business conference, then I'm going to meet women there that are more ambitious, and that's something that I like, right? So for your mm-hmm. clientele, if they want to meet a certain man, where are they actually going physically to meet these people? Because Good just question. that mm-hmm. alone, going to like an art gallery or going to a museum or a business-related function, even though you go to these networking functions, you're better off meeting a guy there or a woman there because they're actually more career-minded as opposed to the Mm -hmm. typical bar or like you know our expectations are I think warped in a sense in that you go to a bar potentially expecting to meet someone but oftentimes bars or clubs I mean the the general demographic is like early 20s maybe mid 20s maybe 30s but if you go to like again a business function which in your career wouldn't it be better that there's so much less apprehension because it's more on a business and much more of a, you know, people are actually sober for the most part. So I think it's also to, to the point of not just focusing on the person's personality, but focusing on the actual places that you meet these people, because just that alone will convey a sense of who you are, who those types of people are, because actions... Well, for sure, that speaks yeah. to full authenticity, yeah. because if, you know, you don't really know very much about people who go to bars, because everybody goes to bars, but yeah. you do know what a person has, what they're interested in, what interest do you possibly share. Um, one one thing I wanted to ask both of you was, oh my god, now I totally forget what the question was. To be honest, oh my god, for first impressions, ah, I totally Christmas forgot. Joke. Well, <laughs> means I'm going to take a break right now because I can collect my mind, come back with a question, and then we are going to go straight into overanalyze this and answer questions from our listeners. So we'll be back after this. Hey you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. Hey guys, so you love making great money, right? Well, here's a really, really cool opportunity I have to share with you. Driving for Uber. Uber is that super popular smartphone app that connects riders with drivers. I take Uber a bunch, and I love them. And in chatting with some of the different Uber drivers, they have tons of different reasons why they love driving with Uber. Some of them just like like meeting new people. Some of them love being their own boss. Some of them just love earning extra money. Uh, it's so easy to start. All you need is a car, so that's easy, and a license, also easy. Uh, driving with Uber is great for anyone who needs flexibility. 
Um, parents, this is also a really easy way to work around your family's schedule. Students, you can make some extra money between classes. So now is the prime time to cash in on driving with Uber. You'll thank me for telling you how to get paid every week. I could be getting into your car with you when driving with Uber. So you've got a car and a license. Put them both to work for you and start earning serious, life-changing money today. Sign up to drive with Uber. Visit drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. Drivewithuber.com. I'm really, really bad in the kitchen. I'm so, so bad. Marnie always comes with food to the show, and I am always very jealous because I come with nothing and then sneak into the break room and grab a, a bar, like a Twix bar that, that isn't mine. I make the same thing every single day because I, I don't actually know what to cook or I don't buy fancy ingredients because I'm afraid to throw half of them out if I don't like what it is that I'm using. So a good solution for me, would you suggest Plated.com? I would suggest Plated.com, and I actually tried it recently. With Plated, you don't have to worry about preparing meals because you can have them hand-delivered right to your door, fully portioned, ready to go. Great for me because when I think, I want to cook something, but I don't have this, I don't have that, then I have to go to the store, and then I go to this store, and they don't have this ingredient, then I have to go to that store, it becomes too much of a headache, and then I just sit there and starve and stare at the television and wait for food to appear magically. Well, it doesn't, but it would if I went to plated.com slash askwomen and ordered a meal right there to be delivered to my door. It comes perfectly portioned and ready to go so you can look like a fancy, dancy chef, and you don't even have to think about it. So go to plated.com slash askwomen now and get two meals and uh, a rock star in the kitchen. That's plated.com slash askwomen. Hey guys, we're back with Nicole and Chris and um, we're continuing the conversation and Marnie was maybe having a lapse of, of memory in her question, but I actually had a question. Yeah. Um, this is what I always say. I can't talk to people for more than five minutes because after five minutes I start to lose my mystique. Like that's as long as I'm cool for. And then, <laughs> and then it's over. So how do you guys recommend uh combating that like com- how do you ca- continue, continue this like being an awesome person because if it's eventually it's mm-hmm. like well this is what i do this is what i can offer and then and then i'm not interesting beyond how that. do you keep the person interested and intrigued by you hmm. well i i can jump in on that i mean i if you ever meet me in person you'll see i'm like the clumsiest person ever you know if you see my marketing like i look all sexy but really i'm kind of like you know also a little bit dorky and so I just make it adorable. I, I find those things in myself adorable. Like, I used to get mad at myself for, like, spilling water all over the table or whatever. And now I find it adorable. You're like, now I do it and on purpose. It's so yeah. <laughs> doing that. It's like then, you know what I mean? I think those are the things that we love. It's like whenever you watch, a, you know, even the romantic comedies, right, which are kind of part of the problem. But the characters are flawed and we're still rooting for them. Well, the, um, when we, we had Vanessa Van them. Edwards on the show, she was talking about how that makes you more likable. She was talking about the mm-hmm. study where they had two women who were doing a display at a mall. One selling went through blenders. it. Yeah, selling blenders. One went through it seamlessly, same script and everything, had no problems, and the other woman spilled. And she was rated as being more likable and sold more blenders. So exactly what you're saying, it's, it still ties into the trends right now. People want real and authentic um, and vulnerability mixed with obviously self-value, confidence, and, and composure. But, but I, th- I think it even goes beyond a trend because we're fundamental human beings. You know, yeah. like we want to connect. Not a trend. And ultimately, to, to answer your question, Kristen, okay. it's like if you're vibing with someone, it's going to be good. And if you're not, again, I think – all of us, men and women, we put way too much pressure on ourselves. Oh my God, I'm going to impress her. And it's like, if you just 
become just more again just not just like be yourself but be your better self go out there you convey who you are if she likes you or if he likes you great if not then it doesn't me have to being be my like better this. self is like tricking people into liking me no but in your, like, in your case because you're a comedian right you should just invite guys that you like to your shows so they see your best quality because we all have best qualities i keep mm-hmm. going back to the point where Everyone has best qualities. I don't think people appreciate themselves enough, and they should. Mm-hmm. It's I not just about- feel like, and I, I'm saying this because I'm sure some of our listeners are saying that, I feel like some of my best qualities, they just get old after five minutes. No, but that's your perception of what you think are your best qualities. But if yeah. some guy likes you, it's like, wow, you're like hilarious. You're witty, right? And so I just I'm think just you're being too hard so on yourself. I'm just saying these things so you compliment me continuously. <laughs> <laughs> this and is what I'm she like, does. but I'm not great after 20 minutes. Give me another compliment. <laughs> yeah. But 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 also it's like if you're in a social setting, you don't necessarily have to be on for 15 minutes or half an hour. Because again, in that setting, maybe it's really loud outside. Maybe there's music. Maybe there's like some drunk dude that's next to you. You know. But again, going back to the whole, we put ourselves with too much pressure on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Where I think if you vibing this guy he likes you if you ask your number great if not there's not this i don't think it's necessary to overthink things and if you happen to have a greater conversation then great because how many times have all of us been in a situation where i'm not really feeling it but if i like that girl i'll get her number and then move then on get out then, of there and go back to your life because it's about following up because i don't want to impose on on her let's say you know there's a group of seven girls I, w- I see one girl I want to talk to i start talking to her. oh you're with like a bachelorette party blah 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 i'll just get her number and move on and that that what happened with that girl actually with the 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 the, the um, Chinese tattoo? She was with two guys there, and it's kind of rude for me. So I just like walked up to her. <laughs> I had a conversation with her. You're like, hey, I really like your friends. Well, I talked to no, I talked to her and then talked to the guys. But yeah. I don't want to be that douche guy that walks up to them and tries to like take the girl because yeah. I also don't want to assume that they're together because they weren't. So I ended up getting her number. But the point is, it's just like there's two approaches in my opinion. One is, yeah, get to know you better if, if there's a good rapport, if there's time and there's in the context of the actual place and the setting. But two is, if the whole goal is for you to potentially meet her and go out with her, then the key thing is getting her number or email or whatever it might be. Because again, you focus on the short term of, oh, I really want to impress her for that five minutes, 10 minutes, because maybe she's having a bad day. Or get their phone number, and then you have much longer time to actually figure out what she likes or where do you want right. to go. Right, hopefully you have made some hopefully, sort of impression yeah. on her. And yeah. if you have asked for the number, most likely she has made an impression on you that isn't just like, oh, she's pretty. Or maybe it is that you're like, <laughs> she's pretty and I want to see her naked. Okay, here's my first question from our listeners. Hey, Marnie and Christian and whoever is the guest on the show. I have been dating my boyfriend for two years now. We have been living together for almost a year and also own two dogs together. I'm only 26 years old, so I'm in no rush to run to the altar or have children. My boyfriend is 29 and he feels the same. Des- I thought you were going to like jump in with a joke. Despite our <laughs> agreement with that last statement, my current issue regards the future of our relationship. He has always treated me with respect, show me love and affection, etc., he has all. He also gets along with my family, especially my dad, which is important to me since I am a, I am so close to them. However, I have some big red flags that I've seen that make me question our future together. I'm concerned with how he prioritizes things in life. For example, he will spend money to go out or eat at fancy restaurants, although he has bills to pay. Or he's always um, making plans to go hang out with his friends instead of taking time to hang out with his family or his baby nephew. Or the fact that he needs to get his health in order because of a condition he has, yet has made no attempt to figure out a workout schedule or monitor his eating habits. I don't want to go on and on about his flaws. I know that I... That, because I could. Right. <laughs> I know that saying. I too am not a perfect partner. I just worry that we aren't on the same page for issues that are important to me. 
which that yeah. I want you to pay attention to that. issues to me, mm-hmm. financial, family, and health, and see it creating a rift between us. I have been open about my concerns and have expressed that his unwillingness to work on himself is pushing me away. We still love each other, and I still support him, but realize that I can only lead the horse to water. I can't make it drink. I know love isn't the only aspect when it comes to a healthy relationship. How can I get him on board with handling his responsibilities, or should we go our separate ways? How long should I wait to see it change? Any advice, Erica? Mm-hmm. I, want, I want Nicole to take I can, uh, I yeah. can jump in on that. <laughs> um, I, have, I have a lot of women asking me similar questions. So here's what I think about men. Um, and, even, you know, the other guests, you're a man, so you can tell me. But you can't get a man to just change his priority. You know, like the man who's really into business, like he's not going to shift into wanting a family, for example, until he actually shifts. Like right. if his priorities are in a certain order, there's nothing you can do to move that man from that priority list. He has to want to do it himself, which is, uh, I think, the hard part for women. So um, you've already expressed your concern probably multiple times. I think sometimes men, you kind of like plant a little seed and then it grows. I think you need to actually sit down and decide, like, (laughs) from this point, he's here. Can I handle this? How long can I handle it not changing? And then consider um, if it doesn't change, you know, when, if you want to move or not. But you can't get, in my opinion, you can't get someone to just change their priorities. Mm -hmm. And I think it's dangerous to try to get someone to change to be what you want. Um, lasting change comes when the person says, hey, I want to make this shift for myself. Yeah. No one's ever going to change until their mind is made up that they want to change. Right. Well, do you think that these are breakup mm-hmm. points? Yeah. Um, I, I are do. they? Yeah. But, well, they've yeah. been going out for two years. That's a long enough time to know how who this person is. And, you know, who we say we are is really who we think we are. But what we do is actually who we really are. Right. So, like, if she's ready to get married, let's say in a few years, and they've been going out for two years... I would suggest that she actually starts thinking, will he be a great husband and a great father? Because that's more long-term thinking and that's more marriage. And those are the qualities, like let's say they have dogs, right? So how does he treat their dogs? Because you know a lot of people that I know are dog owners are really caring and compassionate. So that's probably a good indication that he or she, he might be a good husband. So I think the two years is a good enough time for her to know because it's not like things are going to change drastically and something happens, you know? But they're both not in the place to be married yet. No, but, but she asked, like, can I, you know, can I see myself with this person? It doesn't matter whether they're ready now or two years. Why wait another two years? And then things will magically happen. Yeah, the thing is, like, she can see these things, like the way he behaves with a dog yeah. and things like that as indicators in general. But the problem is, even though, even though those are great, once you continue forward, you're going to build tension around these subjects that you don't relate on and then you're going to fight and have resentment and anger and then you know then you might divorce so i just feel like those things I guess. you can, I, you can have try an expectation to, too though like i think she can put out there hey this is really important to me and this is really important to me and it's important that you find them important because blah 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 and then if he listens and actually change not changes but actually takes what's important to her and and understands how that can affect the relationship and actually makes an effort then i think she could hold on but in general i just think you know it's so, hard to change so people let me ask a question change. what so what would you what would you want him to change well i would actually ask her like to sit down with him if they've going out for two years like have an open conversation it's like okay we're not ready to get married now but do you see me in your future in three or five years because ultimately i want to be with you and just kind of really have this open conversation because if he does care for her genuinely, then I would think that he would make it 
so that, okay, you know, I do see myself marrying you, maybe not now, but like those are questions that it's better to ask now because I've, how many times have you had friends where they've been going out with someone for five years and six years and seven years and they look behind them and say, oh, but everybody invested seven years of your life, but I'm like, what about the future 70 years of your life? So they look backwards instead of forward. So at her stage of relationship, I mean, two years is a good enough time to know who this person is. So Can you see that I'm, I'm going to say this. So for me, the list of complaints that she had were the list of complaints that I had about my husband before, before we got married. Um, and this was at a time when I he was 10 years older than me. I was 10 years younger than him. <laughs> That's how that works. Right? That's how it works. Um, but he was not in the space to get married. I was not in the space to get married. But they were red flags for me because they weren't my priorities. And I, I, she listed them as her priorities of things that she wants. But I went to go see um, a coach of my own. And not because of that, but because of other things that were going on. And I, I did an exercise that I actually pass on to a lot of my clients, the people who buy my programs. Um, it's, a, it's an exercise of discovering your own values. And through this, and I've talked about this before, I've talked about discovering your values and how important it is to acknowledge that other people have different values. To me, after I did this exercise, I saw my husband differently. I didn't see him as somebody who just wants to go out with his friends and party. I saw him as somebody who really values his friendships and he puts a lot of time and effort into them. It's not the thing he loves the most to do, to go out and party and drink with them, but that's how they socialize with each other. He would prefer to be on the couch with me and stay away from alcohol and not stuff his face and not go to stupid clubs. But that's how his friends socialize with each other and his friends mean so much to him. Um, it's So... I, I think I would I would want a bigger understanding of how he's of how he's thinking about these things. Yeah, Not the fact that oh, okay, he wants to go out and play with his friends. Great. He loves his friends, but he wants to also give you time and spend time with your dogs. You really value family. That's that's your main priority. Sounds like he's valuing you and you are his family right now and his friends may be his family. Anyway, I would want a bigger picture of what each of those things mean to him and what his values are so that you can have a better understanding because then you can see if you are on the same page because the way he's thinking about things that look different for you, they may actually be more in line of, of where he could potentially be in four years when you are ready to get married because he may shift his focus like as Nicole was talking about like you don't prior men don't prioritize those things until they not they have to but until they want to prioritize those things does that make sense what I'm saying yeah but it's basically like the question mm -hmm. is when do you so say your value is family and finances and whatever and then his isn't when is it okay to let some values not line up and when should you demand that they line up well that's what you have to you have but that to goes back to yourself. her yeah like what her priorities are and she thinks that he might not be the family but maybe because you only see what you want to see right right if i'm like walking down the street and i only see like a, oh i just see that girl and she has like really nice body right but that's all i'm focusing on right so if she's only focusing on some of the gripes then maybe that's what she's focusing on but hopefully it's about still having that genuine conversation and sitting down and saying hey what do we want are we going to be together because after two years kind of know each other yeah like we're, like how do you see the finances going do you it's like huge. well if we do get married would there be more um of a serious focus on you know not going out with our friends as much and actually focusing on building a family being close with our family saving fine like it's really having a real conversation she's with she's basically person. like will you just become a bore and you'd be perfect for me <laughs> right like that's really but what she's I, saying oh 
I think a lot of women have these requests and these fears because each each of the things that he's doing signal to her that he's not going to be a responsible mate. Or, or, well, like let's say he goes out and like spends money on a thing. Is it like once a week? Was it once a? Th- I mean, is it like five times a month? I mean, maybe. He's yeah, just my, but my husband has you know? that priority as well. My husband loves nice things. He loves nice experiences. I am a Jew. I like to save money. <laughs> I like to not have experiences. But with him, I have learned now. To yeah, he's half loose Italian, in the wallet. half black. That's like not a good money combo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so for me, like I, I've learned from him to enjoy experiences more, like things that I wouldn't have done in the past. And I'm thankful to him for that. And he's learned to be more of more thrifty and which more of great. a saver, There's, which is which is other. fantastic. But I think for him, because he has bills to pay, doesn't mean that he has to, you know, eat ramen noodles and live in a depressing way he wants to still enjoy himself so having a better understanding of what each of these things means to him and why he does them and having an honest conversation about it i think that that can provide erica i forgot yeah erica more of a clear picture of where this guy's head is at so that she can make a real assessment of the relationship and what she should do so that that's my advice um we are actually out of time i wish we had more time for this um but nicole thank you so much for calling in today um i would love everybody to go check out uh the telus summit that nicole has put together it it is for women but it's also really intriguing for men to hear the things that women are concerned about asking questions about uh frustrated with i think that always trying to understand the other side is really beneficial to learning things for yourself. So I would tell people to go check out Nicole's uh, program. Go to uh, winggirlmethod.com slash Nicole and check out the Telesummit there. And then we have Chris, and I want Chris to tell people about yeah, the, the, big, the big gay. Big game, <laughs> big <laughs> big game gay hunting, hunt. networking with billionaires, executives, and celebrities. Anyone that's interested in more networking and business skills, that's why you're check here, out my website at with me ChristopherKai.com. <laughs> Christopher Kai, last name is spelled K-A-I. If you're interested more in networking and business tips, please come visit my website. Yeah, Thank and sign so up for his cool. newsletters as well. Please give him your email address. And go be a homeless person he... in his homeless people thing. <laughs> and help help people out. It's so important. He had to Moby there last night. Mo was there? Moby, yeah. Oh, Moby. Moby. Yeah, they Mo. said Mo. No, you're like, oh, That's awesome. it wasn't Mo. Right. That's awesome. No, he yeah. like that's the thing. He practices well, what did, he preaches. We'll just finish. We're finishing up really quickly. But how do you get someone like Moby to come and do it? What do you where did I you ask. meet him? How yes. do you ask? Yeah. But where how are you getting in so, his world? So I, I've been going to a lot of charity functions now recently. So I just literally say, hey, I started this homeless youth program at a shelter. I'd love to send you my info. Can I get your email? It's and that it's that easy. simple, like yeah. less than 10 seconds, because in my mind, again, it's I have a very clear idea of what I want to ask. And it's someone like him. He's famous. He's rich. He doesn't have time. So if he says yes, great. If not, I move on. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Do many yeah, I overcomplicate no. everything. Absolutely. Really? I mean, every for every – like Elon Musk, people are like, wow, that's amazing, Chris. But I've asked a 1,000 people. That same night, I asked Anders Cooper. I asked Pierce Morgan. I asked Idris Elba. Tell me these chari- Can, can I come to one of these charity things with you and meet all these famous people? That, that's a little bit harder. How do you, how do you get into the charity things? I mean, you can go as a guest. I go as a press pass sometimes. I go as a, I right. go as a plus one. I, I go. Um, you know, he networks. All right, I'm going to talk to you after. He yeah. networks and works it. That's how he yeah. does it. I just anyway, want to go so I can wear a cute dress. <laughs> the, the, oh, <laughs> you're so feminine sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> shock me. Sometimes. Like she's like a decorator and like she's very girly. Even though you would hide think it. So. I, I hide it, hide it behind my to flannel get, and get, jean jacket. Uh, <laughs> invited, you know, like a guy that has t- extra tickets. So. Yeah, break up with your boyfriend yeah. and this. The doors will open. It's amazing. Anyway, thank you to everybody who listens to this 
this show. Without you, this show would not be on the air. Please continue supporting us. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Yeah, you guys have been so awesome about it. I, I continue know. to read. We've gotten our ratings. have. We keep getting more and more and more. No, so I keep doing it. I hate that first review on our I page. know. I it's the first. Kill that person well, the way, okay, this is what we're going to ask of uh, everyone. A bunch of like, hens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you. You, when you guys go onto our iTunes to give us a five-star rating, make sure you downvote the first review yes. there. And that's why it's at the top because it's been upvoted. <gasps> what the hell? Yeah. Is that why it happens? Because yeah, all that's these people say it? People give it a thumbs up and they're this like, yeah, they awful. are like annoying sisters. Oh, you stupid people. Go listen <laughs> to something else. Yeah, don't be an go, asshole go somewhere else. Go on Yelp and write negative reviews. Exactly. No, don't do it there either. Well, I, I don't own a restaurant, so do it. I Fine, exactly. <laughs> anyway, if you want to send in questions, write them to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. Hopefully one day we'll get to all follow of them. Follow me on Twitter at Kristen yes, Carney. Follow her Kristen on Twitter. Make sure that you follow at Ask, Ask Women Podcast, Podcast as well. And we will see you guys next, next week. week. know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do, then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick.